الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد قال المؤلف رحمه الله ضؤوث سد الأصل الثاني The Second Foundation معرفة دين الإسلام بالأدلة وهو الاستسلام لله بالتوحيد والانقياد له بالطاعة والبراءة والخلوص من الشرك وأهله وهو ثلاث مراتب الإسلام والإيمان والإحسان We're now going to go into the second foundation What was the first foundation? What was the first foundation? Knowing Allah Azza wa Jalla so now the servant, he knows Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. He now moves on to knowing his religion, this deen, knowing the deen of, knowing the deen of Al-Islam. Which religion does Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala accept? Huh? Which deen does Allah accept? Allah accepts which religion? Al-Islam, this, okay. What's the evidence for that? Huh? Just put your hand up and then answer. Hey? Read the ayah. Jameel, Jazakallah khairan. وَمَنْ يَبْتَغِ غَيْرَ الْإِسْلَامِ دِينًا فَلَنْ يُقْبَلَ مِنْهُ وَهُوَ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ جميل جزاك الله خيرا The religion that Allah accepts is Al-Islam and anyone who looks for a religion other than Islam it will not be accepted from him or her Does that make sense to everyone? So the religion Allah accepts is called what? Al-Islam Question Didn't Allah not say subhanahu wa ta'ala وَمَنْ يَرْغَبُ عَنْ مِلَّةِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ إِلَّا مَنْ سَفِهَ نَفْسَهِ وَلَقَدْ إِصْطَفَيْنَاهُ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَإِنَّهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ لَمِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ إِذْ قَالَ لَهُ رَبُّهُ أَسْلِمْ قَالَ أَسْلَمْتُ لِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ وَوَصَى بِهَا إِبْرَاهِيمُ بَنِيهِ وَيَعْقُوبُ يَا بَنِي إِنَّ اللَّهَ اصْطَفَى لَكُمُ الدِّينَ فَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ Allah is telling us Ibrahim was a Muslim Ya'qub was a Muslim Yusuf was a Muslim Musa was a Muslim Isa was a Muslim, all of their religion was called Islam, according to the Qur'an. So if a Christian comes up to you and says to you now, I'm a Muslim, according to your Qur'an. I'm a Christian, I'm a Muslim. What do we say? You get the question? Is the question clear? What's the answer? So the religion of Nabiullah, Ibrahim, and Musa, and Isa is not Islam? When it came down. Okay, Jameel. Barakallah. Islam is meant by two things. Write this down. The word Islam 
in the Quranic discourse is used in two ways. The first one is It is the religion of all prophets. All prophets, the religion that has been sent down on them to fulfill the ibadah of Allah was called Islam. So Ibrahim was, his religion was Islam. Nabiullah, Musa's religion was called Islam. Yaqub's religion was called Islam. All of their religions were called what? Al-Islam. It is all ma anzalahullah. It is what Allah sent down subhanahu wa ta'ala on his prophets to fulfill and establish ibadah. Every prophet. The second usage is, the second meaning of it is, um, the religion of Nabiullah Muhammad. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabiullah Muhammad's religion is called what? Islam. And that's the second usage, which is itlaq, which is khas. The first one was am, and the second one is what? Khas, specific. The definition that the author gave for al-Islam here, when he said al-Islam wa al-istislamu lillahi bil-tawheed wa l-inqiyadu lahu bil-ta'a wa al-khulusu wa al-bara'atu min al-shirki wa ahli. Is it a general or is it specific? It's the general usage. All prophets were upon this. Al-istislamu lillahi bil-tawheed, surrendering to Allah with tawheed. Ibrahim, Yaqub, all prophets were like that. To submit for Allah in obedience. All prophets were like that. And to free yourself from those who associate partners with Allah and shirk. This is the general usage. Does that make sense? This is what? The general usage that the author gave. It's the general usage. Okay. Islam is what in comparison to Iman? I mean, what's the difference between Iman and Islam? What is the difference between uh, Al-Islam and Al-Iman? What is the difference between Al-Islam and Iman? Today I'm going to ask you guys a lot of questions. So this is how it's going to be. So you have to focus. Don't sit at the... I, I like to pick up... I'm going to pick on the ones who sit at the back. Because whenever we didn't have the answers, we always sat at the back. Hey, Tadal. Islam is the five pillars. And Iman is the six pillars. Where do you take the hadith? Um, how do you respond to the hadith of Wafda Abdul Qais when they came to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Wafda Abdul Qais they were a delegation that came to the messenger and they said Ya Rasulullah inna la nastati'u an na'tiya ilayka O Messenger of Allah we can't always come to you we can't come to you every time baynana wa baynaka qabilatu mudar between us is a tribe called mudar we, don't, we can't come to you. There's a, a problem between us and them. So if we try to walk, they'll kill us. We can only come to you in the sacred months, Ashurul Hurum, because they won't fight with us and we don't fight with them. So 
when we come to you, we want you to tell us something so strong that we can go back to our people and we can last for those sacred months. Then the Prophet ﷺ, he said, Do you know Iman? And they said, Allah wa Rasul wa alam. And then the Prophet said, Al-Iman wa antashhad an la ilaha illallah wa anna Muhammadan Rasulullah wa tuqima salata wa tu'tiya zakata wa tasuma ramadana wa tuhujja al-bayta in istata'ata ilayhi sabila. The Prophet explained Iman to be what? You're in trouble. You're in trouble. The Prophet gave the definition of Al-Iman as to be what? Al-Islam. So who can answer the difference between Al-Iman and Al-Islam? Hayya. So you said that Iman and Islam, they can be interchangeably used, but they have different meanings. So if they're together, they have different meanings. But if they are mentioned in two separate places, they carry each other's meanings. You still haven't answered my question. You said they have different meanings. What are the different meanings? That's what I want to know. Yeah, that's, that's the answer. The word Islam and Iman, Islam is the outer appearance. Al-A'mal al-Zahira, that's Islam. And Iman is Al-A'mal al-Batila, the inner actions. How do we then respond to the hadith of Abdi, Wafda Abdul Qais? What we say is, إِذَا اجْتَمَعَا إِفْتَرَقَا وَإِذَا اَفْتَرَقَا اجْتَمَعَا Muhammad mentioned it. They can interchangeably be used. But if they're both mentioned in the same context, if they're mentioned together, Islam means the outer appearance, and Iman means what? The inner appearance, meaning a'malul qulub. Am I making sense? Okay. So we said ma'rifatu deen al-Islam, knowing the religion, right? How many levels is the religion? Hey, what is it? So the religion is what? Oh yeah? Oh yeah? This is the religion now. Which is what? We have Al-Islam Al-Iman No, it's opposite, huh? It's Al-Islam Iman and what the person he goes through these levels these stages when he finishes Islam he's an Im- he becomes a mu'min when he becomes a mu'min he becomes a what a muhsin are we all together brothers so the person who is a mu'min he's a Muslim the one who's a muhsin, he's a mu'min Ali. It's the highest level. Does that make sense? Where's your evidence that the religion is these three? The hadith of Jibreel is the evidence that the deen, the religion is these three. That's why the author said, وَهُوَ ثَلَاثُ مَرَاتِبٍ 
that the religion is three levels. So if you get asked as a question, what are the levels of the religion? What do you say? What's your response? Three. What are they? Al-Islam, Al-Iman, Al-Ihsan. Each one, the author is going to bring it for you now, inshaAllah ta'ala. He's going to what? Okay, question. Another question. What is obligatory from all of those three? There's the author here, he says, remember I told you, we have to know that Allah Azza wa Jal, what is the level of what we need to know about Allah? I spoke about it, right? Here I want to ask you, what is the level that you need to know about the religion of Islam with evidence? Because if somebody says to you, you have to know the religion of Islam with evidence, wow, that's the entire deen. Do I have to know everything of the religion with evidence? Is that what the author is saying here? Or is there an amount that I have to know from the religion of Islam with evidence? Does that make sense, everyone? You with me? What is the amount that I have to know from the religion of Islam with evidence? Write this down. It goes back to the amount that the author is saying that you have to come with is number one, al-i'tiqad. There's an amount of belief you have to come with regarding the religion. Okay? So there's an amount of belief that is required from you. And in there is what? In there is the six articles of faith. Are we all together? Six what? Six pillars of Iman. That's the first i'tiqad you need to come with regarding the religion. The six articles of the faith. Second one is actions that you need to do regarding the religion. The bare minimum is the wajibat. together and the actions that are obligatory are categorized into two actions towards Allah Azza wa Jalla and actions towards the creation actions towards Allah Azza wa Jalla and actions which are towards who towards who the creation the actions that are towards Allah they go back to the five articles of the Islam are we all together and towards the creation it goes back to the ayah khudil afwa wa'mur bil urfi wa'arid anil jahilin it goes back to that verse, which is Al-Mu'amalatul Hasana, good interaction with people. Akhlaq and adab 
it's wajib. That's why the books of Aqidah, the scholars, they always add it to the ending. The third thing that is a necessary thing that you have to come with regarding the religion is, the third thing is, leaving off. At-tarku. The third one is At-tarku, is to leave off. And what is it that I need to leave off? Five things. Five things are what a person needs to leave off. Al-fawahish. Fawahish. Wal-ithma. Fawahish. What is it? What does fawahish mean? Zina. Fawahish means? Zina, zina, zina. Wal-ithma means sins, general sins, other than zina. Wal-baghya. Baghya means oppression, oppressive, oppressiveness. I'm oppressing others. Wal-shirka. Shirk. And last but not least, Wal-qawlu ala Allahi bighayri. Ilmi. Talking about Allah with no knowledge. Those are the, if you look at the things that are prohibited, they go back to those five. Okay? They're called Usulul Muharramat al Khams. The foundation of the five prohibited things Al Fawahish, Al Ithm, Al Baghi. Fawahish means zina, Al Ithm means sins, general sins, Al Baghi means oppression. What is the difference uh, in um, the ithm and the baghi? The ithm, the scholars, they say generally is to Allah Taala, sins that you do with Allah. And al-baghi means whether once you oppress the creation and yourself. And last but not least is, no, no, sorry, the second one is, uh, the second last is al-shirk. And last but not least is al-ilm ala Allah Talking about Allah with no knowledge. So, when the author said, knowing the religion of Islam with evidence, he means in terms of belief. And we mentioned the bare minimum of the i'tiqad, the belief. And we mentioned fi'l, action, sah? And we mentioned the bare minimum of the action that you need to come with. And tark, the bare minimum that you need to leave. If you don't come with those three, then you haven't come with what? The second foundation. That the author, rahimahullah ta'ala, al-i'tiqad, um, which is number one. Number two is what? Al-fi'l, action. And number three is At-Tark. Because some of you might not think to yourself deeply in this issue, but when the angel comes to you in the grave and he asks a person, Man Rabbuk? He can say, mm, Rabbi Allah. Ma dinu? Deen al-Islam. Ma nabi? Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He could... I'm, I'm sure if we pull over a non-Muslim and we ask him these three questions, we can answer it the way that a Muslim can answer it, correct? True or false? 
Why would he not be able to answer it? Because he doesn't, he doesn't come with what it means, these five, these three. Are we all together? Knowing Allah, we already mentioned what is it that you need to come with regarding it. But what does it mean coming with the religion of Islam? If you don't come with this, when you go into your grave, that knowledge will go. You won't be able to answer it. Does that make sense? You have to come with i'tiqad, a belief. There's, an, there's a bare minimum that you need to come with. There's actions you need to come with. Bare minimum. There's turuq, things you need to leave. The i'tiqad that you need to come with, what did I, what did I say they were? The six pillars of Islam. Okay. The six articles of faith. The fi'l we said is what? We divided, we divided it into two. Action towards Allah, then this is the five pillars of Islam. Or towards the creation, and that is what? Al Mu'amalatul Hasana. To good manners with people. Al Mu'ashara. Living good with your spouse, your partner, your wife. And the Turuk. The Turuk we said is how many? What was the first one? Al-Fawahish, right? And then we said Al-Ithm. And then we said Al-Badi. And then we said Al-Shirk. And then we said Al-Qawlu. Al-Allahi. Bighayr ilm. Those are the five things that you need to leave off and avoid that's when you've now come with Islam that the author is referring to and all of these when you leave it off you have to have evidence for it then the author he says now what he's going to do is the author is going to go through what the three levels of the three levels of the religion what were the three levels of the religion? Al-Islam, Al-Iman, and Al-Ihsan. The author said, وَكُلُّ مَرْتَبَةٍ لَهَا أَرْكَانٌ فَأَرْكَانُ الْإِسْلَامِ خَمْسَةٌ وَالدَّلِيلُ مِنَ السُنَّةِ حَدِيثٌ وَعُمَرَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَنْهُمَا قَالَ قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ بُنِيَ الْإِسْلَامُ عَلَى خَمْسٍ شَهَادَةٍ أَلَّا وَإِقَامِ الصَّلَاةِ وَإِيتَاءِ الزَّكَاةِ وَصَوْمِ رَمَضَانَ وَحَجِّ الْبَيْتِ وَالدَّلِيلُ قَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى إِنَّ الدِّينَ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ الْإِسْلَامُ وَقَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى وَمَنْ يَبْتَغِ غَيْرَ الْإِسْلَامِ دِينًا فَلَنْ يُقْبَلَ مِنْهُ وَهُوَ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ وَالدَّلِيلُ الشَّهَادَةُ وَالدَّلِيلُ الشَّهَادَةِ قَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى شهد الله شهد الله أنه لا إله إلا هو والملائكة وأولو العلم قائما بالقسط لا إله إلا هو العزيز الحكيم ومعناها لا معبود بحق إلا الله لا إله نافيا جميع ما يعبد من دون الله إلا الله 
ثبتني للعبادة لله وحده لا شريك له في عبادتي كما أنه لا شريك له في ملكه وتفسير الذي يوضحها قوله تعالى وإذ قال إبراهيم لأبيه وقومه إنني براء مما تعبدون إلا الذي فطرني الآية وقوله قل يا أهل الكتاب تعالوا إلى كلمة سواء بيننا وبينكم ألا ألا نعبد إلا الله ولا نشرك به شيئا ولا يتخذ بعضنا بعضا أربابا من دون الله فإن تولوا فقولوا اشهد بأننا مسلمون والدليل شادة أن محمد رسول الله قوله تعالى لقد جاءكم رسول من أنفسكم عزيز عليه ما عنتم حريص عليكم حريص عليكم بالمؤمنين رؤوف رحيم ومعنى شادة أن محمد رسول الله طاعته فيما أمر وتصديقه فيما أخبر واجتناب ما نهى عنه وزجر وأن لا يعبد الله إلا بما شرع والدليل الصلاة والزكاة وتسير التوحيد قوله تعالى وما أمروا إلا ليعبدوا الله وما أمروا إلا ليعبدوا الله مخلصين له الدين حنفاء ويقيموا الصلاة ويؤتوا الزكاة وذلك دين القيمة والدليل الصيام قوله تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون والدليل الحج قوله تعالى ولله على الناس حج البيت من استطاع إليه سبيلا ومن كفر فإن الله غني عن العالمين The author now goes into Al-Islam How many pillars does Islam stand on? How many pillars? Five pillars Before we go in, I have a question I want to ask This question is to you. The question is it mentions in the five pillars of Al Islam only Hajj was said, whoever is able to do it. When we know you, the cat is also connected to your ability, and so is Salah, and so is. Fasting. Why is Hajj the only one that we always see Manistata When in reality it even applies to as salah, as zakah, as sawm. Why is it always stipulated only for Hajj? Fayaz, it's your moment to shine. <laughs> Who's thought of whoever thought about this question? Put your hand up. Honesty is the best policy. Uh, who thought of this question? Has ever asked themselves? No one. Who's ever asked himself this question before and said, mm, Why am I still Okay. First time for everything. Hey. Hey, Which is? Jamil. 
precise. Let's look at it all. Forget the shahadatayn. Let's look at the other four because they're actions, right? So number one is what? We're looking at the next four, okay? As-salah. And then what is that after it? Al-zakat, right? And then As-salm. And then four we have Al-Hajj. Salah is Badan, meaning it's action based. Zakat, Maliyah. It's Mali, wealth. Fasting, Badani, action based. This one, it's both. It's Badani, meaning you physically have to do it, and it's Mali, you have to spend money when you're going. It's only one, only one, and only one. This combined between both physical and financial ability. Fasting is only physical ability. Zakat is only financial ability. Like in Hajj, you have to exert what? Physical and financial ability. Does anyone understand that? So remember when you hear whoever is able to do so the reason it's mentioned is because it has two things are we all together brothers does that make sense yes okay question another question when you say as-salah which salah are you referring to which salah are you referring to which salah is part of the pillars of Islam? Tahrir al-Masjid, Taraweeh. The five. Evidence. Are you? Okay. How do we know that he didn't that he didn't include that? Because the Prophet all he said to him was salah. The commentary. We want other than the commentary, we want a delil. So what does the hadith say? It just says day and night I'll pray again how do we know it's the, how where's your evidence that it's only the five prayers this is the pillars of Islam how do you what's your evidence to say that these that this is only the five daily prayers Dhuhr, Asr, Maghrib, Isha and Fajr yeah even the Quran It, no, no, no problem. It talks about that. Sahih. I just want evidence that says that the pillars of Islam is only referring to which one? It's a question. Yeah. Okay, I'll ask you guys another question. Fadal. Taught him. 
Sahih. Good. But how do we know that this is, this is only meant by that? I just want to connect this with this. this. Hey. Which is Fajr, which is Asr. How do you connect that Hafidh ala salatu wa salatu wa salatu wa salatu wa salatu wa with this? Okay, the zakat here that's referred to the zakat two types. Zakat maliyah, which you have to pay from your wealth. And zakat badaniyah, that you have to pay from the person. Zakat badaniyah is like zakat al-fitri. You just have to pay for, you have to pay for your children, right? It's the person's existence. It's not the wealth that you're paying it from. Which one is it referring to here when we say zakat? Is it zakat maliyah or the zakat al-badaniyah? Or is it both? Huh? When we say as zakat, we is zakat. Which one are we referring to? Is zakat al fitr in here? Hmm? Zakat maliyah, dalil. What's your dalil? Ma'rifatul islami? Ma'rifatul islami? Bil adillah. Did the author not say that? Knowing the religion of Islam with what? With what? With evidence. Again, fasting. Fasting. Is fasting here referred to Ramadan only? Not the other fastings, like the voluntary fastings. What's the evidence that it's only referring to? Yeah. Ah, so Ramadan you took it out. Was only. Jameel, that's a delay, exception. Zakat, I need it, and Hajj, uh, sorry, and when you say Hajj, is Umrah in there? Huh? Or is it just Hajj? Huh? Who believes it's both? When you say Hajj, it's Umrah in there as well. Who just believes it's Hajj only that you have to do? That's the easiest fatwa. Okay. I want those answers for next week, inshallah ta'ala, okay? That here is referring to the five daily prayers. Zakat is only referring to the zakatul mal. Homework. Huh? This is the five pillars of Islam. Hey. Which salah? Yeah, means that the prayer is prescribed upon the creation. Which is prayer? You still have the same problem. I just want you to mention for me which. Are you with me, brothers? Okay. We've understood the first one, which is. 
So the shahadatayn. So now we're going to go back to the four pill. These are the first one is. The shahadatayn, what does it consist of? Testimony of what? Yeah? Oneness of Allah. So, the shahadatayn is Allah and who? Nabiullah Muhammad. Good. Tawheed for who? For Allah and also Tawheed for who? Yes, Tawheed for the Prophet as well. Yes. Tawheed for Allah like in Ibadah. And Tawheed for the Prophet in Al Itiba'ah. Does that make sense? You single Allah in Ibadah. And you sing with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi in following. Does that make sense? Am I, like, am I making sense here? So Tawheed for both of them. Tawheed in Al-Ibadah. And also Tawheed in who? Ittiba'ah. Meaning you follow him Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Am I making sense? What does La Ilaha Illallah mean? La ilaha illallah. What does it mean? It means la ma' bihaq illallah. Okay, la ilaha illallah. So please pay attention here. La, la, ila. We exchanged it with what? Why? 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 Why did I say la? Ma'buda. Why did I? Why did I exchange the word ila to ma'bud? No, no, I'm only asking why I exchange this with this. That's it. No. The reason is because, remember, remember, remember this. Ilah means ma'loo. And ma'loo means ma'bud. Make sense? Ilah comes from the word ma'loo. And ma'loo means ma'bud. It's is maf'ul. Aliha ya'lahu ma'loo. So they synonym now. Ma'loo and ma'bud are the same. So you exchange that word with this word. No problem. Does that make sense? Question, second question. Why did we why did we put the word bihaq in there? Yeah. There are other cards that are false. No, that's not evidence. It is a point, but when I say evidence, I want Quran, Sunnah. 
What was the evidence? Dalil. Huh? Huh? What's the dalil for the word bihaq that we put here? Qawluhu ta'ala dhalika bi'anna allaha huwa al-haq wa anna ma yad'una min dunihi huwa al-baatil Are we all together brothers? That's the evidence. And then illallah is already there, we brought it back. That's what la ilaha illallah means. Are we all together? You look it up. La ilaha is what? La ilaha ilaha means ma'bud and bihaqqin we brought it from the ayah. Does that make sense everybody? Okay. Now we go back to the second point which is the shahada ashhadu an la ilaha illallah what does it stand on? Two pillars. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah it stands on two pillars. Number one, naf. Number two, ithbat. Nafhu and what? Ithbat. Negation and affirmation. If your shahada doesn't have a negation and affirmation, it's not accepted. You have to negate from everything else and only affirm it for Allah. And the author, rahimahullah, he brought examples for that was وَإِذْ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ When Ibrahim said, لِقَوْمِهِ إِنَّنِي بَرَاءٌ مِمَّا تَعْبُدُونَ I am free from what you guys are worshipping. He's negating it. إِلَّا الَّذِي فَطَرَنِي Affirmation. Does that make sense? And if you know it, but... What does it mean? Four things. It means what? It means what? Four things, right? When you say, It's four things that you're accepting. The first thing is, You obey him in what he commanded you. Are you with me? You obey what? What he commanded you. وَتَصْدِيقُهُ فِي مَا أَخْبَرُ Number two is, you trust him in the information that he told you, the khabar he came with. That's the second. The third one is, وَاجْتِنَابُ مَا نَهَا عَنْهُ وَزَجَرُ You stay away from that which he told you to stay away from. What do you do? You stay away from that which he told you to stay away from. وَأَلَّا يُعْبَدَ اللَّهُ وَأَلَّا يُعْبَدَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا إِلَّا بِمَا and that you don't worship Allah except in the way that he told you sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or the, or the way he did it the author mentioned that by the way it's in the book okay it's in the book if you look at it it's in your book 
That's many people, if you ask them, Ashadul Muhammad Rasulullah, what does it mean? They don't know it. True or false? Ashadul Anna Muhammad Rasulullah means these four. Number one, whatever he told you to do, obey him. Number two, Whatever he told you, he told you there's going to be a Jannah, there's going to be a Naar, there's going to, there's going to come Ya'juj wa Ma'juj, there's going to come Dajjal. Believe him. Number three, stay away from what he told you to stay away from. Four, only worship Allah the way he worships Allah. Very good. And he, he gave the evidence for the other pillars of Islam. Inshallah. Okay. Now we're going to go into the second of the religion. How many things we say the religion was? Three. The first one was Islam. Now we're going to go to Al Iman. The author says, Al Martabatu Thaniya, Al Iman, who are Bidu, was a Bruna Shorbet and Allah, Paul, La Ilaha, Illallah, Wadna, Ima, Potul Ada, Anit Tariki, Walhaya, Ushorbetum, Mina Iman, Warkan, who sit Tatun, Tumina Villa, Wamala, Ikati, Wakutubi, Wamusuri, Waliomila, Kiri, Wabil Kadari, Hairi, Washari. وَبِالْقَدَرِ خَيْرِهِ وَشَرِّهِ كُلُّهُ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَالدَّلِيلُ عَلَى هَذِهِ الْأَرْكَانِ السِّتَّةِ قَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى لَيْسَ الْبِرَّ عَنْتُ وَالْوُجُوهَكُمْ قِبَلَ الْمَشْرِقِ وَالْمَغْرِبِ وَلَكِنَّ الْبِرَّ مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَلَكِنَّ الْبِرَّ مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَالْمَلَائِكَةِ وَالْكِتَابِ وَالنَّبِيِّينَ ودليل القدر قوله تعالى إنا كل شيء خلقناه بقدر. The author now goes into what? الإيمان. If you want to know what iman is, you have to know five. Sorry, you have to know three things regarding iman. How many things? Three things. Number one, Ta'riful Iman. Ta'riful Iman. The definition of Iman. You have to know the definition of Al Iman. Number two, Arkanul Iman. Number three, Shu'abul Iman. And of course, the Mubtilat, the nullifiers, are going to be mentioned in the Arkan. If you want to know Iman, you have to know these three. What's the first one? Definition of Iman. Okay? Pillars of Iman and the branches of El Iman. You have to know these three. If you don't know these three, you can't claim that you know what Iman is. Hey, who can define Iman? 
who can define an Iman in the Sharia. The Ta'riful Iman, we all together brothers, it's Al Iman, Qawlul, Amalun, and it is what? Yazidu, Ta'a, and it also what? وَيَنْقُصُ The Iman is قول speech عمل actions يزيد بالطاعه it increases in obedience and it decreases with what? disobedience the actions are two types قول Lisan, the speech of the tongue, and Qawlul Qalb. The Amal is two types. Amalu Al Qalb and Amalu Al Jawarih. Actions of the limbs. One, two, three, four. And some scholars, what they do is, as you mentioned it, they make it three instead of two. So they say, Qawlun, Amalan, uh, now they say, Qawl, and they say, Qalb. Um, when they say tasdiq, they're taking out this one. They're taking out the action of the heart and they're making a separate entity by itself. But we put them in together. That's the definition. It increases and it what? Decreases. You've now learned the definition of an iman. Arkanul iman, we all know it, right? What's the arkan of iman? Six. And tu'mina billahi wa malaikati wa kutubihi wa rusulihi wa liyawmil akhir wa tu'mina bilqadari khayri wa shakri. Six. Sahih? Does that make sense? What about shu'ab al-iman? The branches of al-iman. Ahl-Sunnah believe it's three. It's how much? Asal, Wajib, and Kamal. Where did they get this from? The, the branches of an Iman are this. They got it from the hadith that the author just mentioned, which is Al Imanu, Al Imanu Bid'un wa Sab'una Shu'bah. 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 A'laha qawlu la ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah is Aslul Iman. It's the foundation of your Iman. 
الحياة شاينس صح؟ And the third one was إماطة الأذى إماطة الأذى عن الطريق To remove harm from the earth That's the three that the Prophet mentioned in the hadith, صح? When he mentions the branches of Al-Iman They all go into these different categories It was like the Prophet was giving you an example of each category Aslul Iman means you have no Iman without it. The wajib is you do have Iman but it's very deficient. And the third one is it's missing the completeness and the, 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 the totality of your Iman. Am I making sense? For example, the human body, you as a person, your heart is your asa. Your wajib would be a limb, صح? A limb would be your wajib. And the kamal would be your hair, if you lose your hair. صح? The iman is like that as well. So if a person lose their heart, that's it, they're dead, right? Limb, you're not dead, you're alive, but you're crippled, you're struggling. And the hair, you lose that. I don't want to say much. Yeah, I don't want to get in trouble. You see, the Iman is like that as well. The Iman, it's what? Like that. If you lose the Asal, no, you're not a Mu'min anymore, you're a Kafir. You lose a limb, you're a mu'min, naqsul iman. Your iman is very low. Or, you're missing what? It being 100%. You've got the wajibat, Allah barik, but you, you're not stepping into the voluntary, the voluntary acts. Sahih? Are we all together? If you understood that, you have an understanding of what iman is. Okay, brothers? Am I making sense? Now, great scholars have written books on this. The best books to read when it comes to Iman is a kitab called Kitabul Iman Ibn Manda. Ibn Manda has a kitab called Kitabul Iman. Ibn Manda has a kitab called Kitabul Iman, which is very good. Another kitab is Ibn Abi Shaybah's kitab in Iman. Ibn Abi Shayba has a kitab in Iman. Number three, Abu Ubayd Qasim ibn Salam has a kitab called Kitab al-Iman. Number four, Muhammad Nasr al-Marwazi has a kitab called Ta'zim al-Qadr al-Salah where he talks about Mas'alat al-Iman. Very good. Number five, Ibn Taymi has two books on Iman. There's one which is called Al-Iman al-Kubra, the big one. And he has another one called Imanul Awsat, which is the middle one. The Imanul Awsat is an explanation of Hadith of Jibreel. But the other one, which is big, are we all together, brothers? The one that's big, it's worth reading. 
it is worth reading and studying Iman. Why? In the issue of Iman was the first conflict that happened within Islam. First group that deviated, the issue with them was what? It was a conflict of the issue of Iman, the Khawarij. They were making the Muslims what? Kufar. The Khawarij were the first group. True or false? Are we all together? The Khawarij was the first group in Islam. No group came before the Khawarij. They were the first. Are we all together? Where was, what was the issue with them? Takfir. Takfir al-Muslimin. They said Ali is a kafir. So they had a problem in understanding Iman. So it's important to study Iman. Are we all together, brothers? It's very important to study what? Iman. And understand. Now we're going to go to the third, which is Al-Martabat um, Al-Thalitha, Al-Ihsan. And the author said, ركن واحد وهو أن تعبد الله وحده كأنك تراه فإن لم تكن تراه فإنه يراك والدليل قوله تعالى ومن يسلم وجهه إلى الله وهو محسن فقد استمسك بالعروة الوثقى الآية وقوله تعالى إن الله مع الذين اتقوا والذين هم محسنون الآية وقوله تعالى ومن يتوكل على الله فهو حسبه الآية وقوله تعالى وتوكل على العزيز الرحيم الذي يراك حين تقوم وتقلبك في الساجدين إنه هو السميع العليم الآية وقوله تعالى وما تكون في شأن وما تتلو منه من قرآن ولا تعملون من عمل إلا كنا عليكم شهودا اتفيضون فيه ودليل من السنة حديث جبريل عليه السلام المشهور عن عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه قال بينما نحن جلوس عند رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اطلع علينا رجل شديد بياض الثياب شديد السواد الشعر لا يرى عليها ثر السفر ولا يعرفه منا أحد فجلس إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فأسند ركبتي إلى ركبتي ووضع كفي على فقدي فقال يا محمد أخبرني عن الإسلام فقال أن تشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأن محمد رسول الله وتقيم الصلاة وتؤتي الزكاة وتصوم رمضان وتحج البيت إن استطعت إليه سبيلا فقال صدقت فعجبنا لو يسلوا ويصدقوا قال أخبرني عن الإيمان قال أن تؤمن بالله وملائكتي وكتبي ورسلي واليوم الآخر وبالقدر خيري وشري قال صدقت قال أخبرني عن الإحسان قال أن تعبد الله كأنك تراه فإن لم تكن تراه فإنه يراك قال صدقت قال فأخبرني عن الساعة قال من مسؤول عنها بأعلم من السائل قال أخبرني عن أمراتي قال أن تريد لما تربتها وأن ترى الحفاة لورات العالة رعاشا يتطاولون في البنيان قال فمضى فلبثت مليا فمضى فلبثنا مليا فقال صلى الله عليه وسلم يا عمر تدري من السائل قلنا الله ورسوله علم قال هذا جبريل أتاكم يعلمكم دينكم The author concludes the last point which is الإحسان Remember we made the three circles The last one was what? الإحسان الإحسان is what? It's the highest level what does Ihsan mean? I mean? What does it... No one's allowed to define Al-Ihsan after the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam defined it. And Al-Ihsan means أن تعبد الله كأنك ترى You worship Allah 
like you can see him. If you can't see Allah, Allah can see you. That's your life. Are we all together, brothers? And that's the highest level that a person reaches, that they live their life privately and publicly, where they are always fearful and conscious of Allah. It's a high level. High station. And these people, because they were like that, are we all together, brothers? Because they lived their life like that, they earned a reward that no one else shares with them. Out of the quality of their actions was that they see who? Who do they see? Allah. للذين than entering Jannah. Entering Jannah is nothing like seeing Allah Azza wa Jalla. That's what they earn, the people of Ihsan. Now we're going to go into the last and final foundation today, and we'll finish the book bi al-Kareem. And that is we learn Allah Azza wa Jalla. We learn the religion of Islam. What is remaining for us? Who do we have to know? We have to know the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The author now goes into knowing the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He says, Al-Asl al-Thalith, Ma'rifatu Nabiyyikum Muhammadin Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, wa huwa Muhammad ibn Abdullah ibn Abdul Muttalib ibn Hashim wa Hashim min Quraysh wa Quraysh min al-Arab wa al-Arab min dhurriyyati Ismail ibn Ibrahim al-Khalil alayhi alayhi wa ala nabiyyina afdal as-salati wa as-salam Who is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? What's his name? What do we say? What's the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's name? Yeah? Muhammad ibn Muhammad ibn Abdullah ibn Muhammad ibn Abdullah ibn Abdul Muttalib ibn Hashim. Okay, Hashim is from which? Quraysh. And Quraysh are from what? They're Arabs. And the Arabs are from whose lineage? Ismail. Ismail is the son of who? Huh? So the Arabs come from who? They come from Ismail. And the Banu Israel come from who? Ishaq. Two brothers. Naam. So first of all, how did we know the, the, the author, Rahimahullah? He's going to make you know the Prophet in four ways. And we finish, inshaAllah ta'ala. Knowing the Prophet, how do we know him? Number one, number one, his name. You know the Prophet's name. Are we all together, brothers? 
we did that. The second thing that the author rahimahullah mentioned is that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has two qualities in him. So first of all, we learn his name. And that is Ma'rifatu. Ma'rifatu ismihi. Number three, that Nabiullah Muhammad is what? That we know that Nabiullah Muhammad is a what? He is a abd and he's a rasul. He's a slave and he's a messenger. Why do we mention these two together? That he's a slave and he's a messenger. Limada. But what's the wisdom in mentioning it? So when we say, Jazakallah khairan, when we say he's a slave, we want to place him lower than who? Allah Azza wa And when we say he's a messenger, we want to take him higher than an ordinary slave. Does that make sense, brothers? Both of these, this one gets rid of extreme exaggeration and this one gets rid of extreme negligence. He's in between. Don't go overboard with him and don't put him down. This is the station he deserves. He's a Abdun and he's a Rasul. Abdun fala yu'bad wa Rasulun fala yukadab. He's a slave, he's not worshipped. He's a messenger, he's not disbelieved. Are we all together? Number three, the author is going to do this, inshallah ta'ala. The third way that the author, rahimahullah, wants us to know the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is he came with clear-cut evidences. Nabi Muhammad, what did he come with? He came with clear guidance and evidences, proofs. Are we all together, brothers? Ibn al-Qayyim says in his kitab, Mukhtasar Sawa'iqul Mursala. Ibn al-Qayyim says, Guidance from the Quran. And logic are both the proofs of, of all prophets against their nations. Prophets, they came with textual and rational arguments. Meaning a prophet does... A prophet never came with something that doesn't rationally make sense. No. The nusus that come in the Quran. The texts that come from the Prophet وسلم, they don't contradict one another. And they don't contradict the rational mind. Doesn't. They came with evidences, text, and it makes sense. Are we all together, brothers? 
So the third one thing you believe is the Prophet Muhammad And last but not least is He sallallahu alayhi wasallam He came with a powerful miracle The fourth thing is that he came with a very powerful miracle This miracle it strengthens his prophecy. This is the fourth one. Ma'rifatu ala sidqihi ta'ala. He came with a evidence that no other prophets have come with. Because the poet he said, Jaannabi all prophets they came with miracles and when they died their miracles died with them do you now see the stick of nebulahi musa can you see it could you see people coming out of their graves and being given life again by the permission of allah by isa ibn maryam can you see that no, like in Abdullah Muhammad's miracle, it happened at his time and it's still carrying on, which is the Quran. It's an ongoing miracle. Are we all together, brothers? That other prophets don't have. And the poet said, And every time this Quran stays, it becomes even more powerful because people start seeing, whoa. I just apply to this particular situation. Ajeeb. It glows even more. Are we all together, brothers? So these are the four things that the author, Rahimahullah, he mentions, Rahimahullah Ta'ala. So we're going to go through each one now. So we first took his name. Did we take his name? The second one is, he's, the fact that he's a slave and he's a prophet. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that Allah chose him. وَلَهُ مِنَ الْعُمْرِ ثَلَاثَةٌ وَسِتُّونَ سَنَةٌ مِنْهَا أَرْبَعُونَ قَبْلَ النُّبُوَّةِ وَثَلَاثَةٌ وَثَلَاثٌ وَعِشْرُونَ نَبِيًّا رَسُولًا نُبِّئَ بِقْرَ وَأُرْسِلَ بِالْمُدَّثِّرِ وَبَلَدُهُ مَكَّةٌ Nabi Allah Muhammad, when did he become a prophet? He became a prophet when he was what? Forty. Are we all together? Thirteen of those, the first thirteen of those, he stayed where? In Mecca, and ten of them he stayed in what? Nabi Muhammad, there were two revelations that were sent on him. Wahyun Nubuwa, revelation that made him a prophet. Wahyun Risala, and a revelation that made him a messenger. Am I making sense? The Prophet, you have to remember this. The revelation, the Wahy is how many types? The wahi is two types. Wahyun nubuwa. And the second one is Wahyun Risala. Alhamdulillah. The first one is Wahyun Nubuwa. He became a prophet. And the second one is Wahyun 
وحيو الرسالة he became he became a prophet a messenger what made him a, mess, a prophet اقرأ what made him a, a, a messenger المدثر yeah مدثر made him a, a messenger and اقرأ he became a prophet are we all together that's why the scholars they say نبئ بإقراء وأرسل بالمدثر when Iqra came down he was a prophet and when Ya'il Muddathir came he became a what? he became a messenger the author now tells us the Prophet Sallallahu his role as a prophet he says بَعَثَهُ اللَّهُ بِالنَّذَارَةِ عَنِ الشِّرْكِ وَيَدْعُوا إِلَى التَّوْحِيتِ وَالدَّلِيلُ قَوْلُوا تَعَالَى يَا أَيُّهَا الْمُدَّثِّرُ قُمْ فَأَنْذِرْ وَرَبَّكَ فَكَبِّرْ وَثِيَابَكَ فَطَهِّرْ وَالرُّجْزَ فَاهْجُرْ وَلَا تَمْنُنْ تَسْتَكْثِرْ وَلِرَبِّكَ فَاصْبِرْ وَمَعْنَا ثُقُمْ ومعنا قم فأنذر ينذر عن الشرك ويدعو إلى التوحيد وربك فكبر أي عظمه بالتوحيد وثيابك فطهر أي طهر أعمالك عن الشرك والرجز فهجر الرجز الأصنام وهجرها تركها وآلها والبراءة منها وآلها وعداوتها وأهلها وفراقها وآلها The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم his da'wah consisted of what? Two things. The da'wah of the Prophet was built on what? Al-Indar and Al-Bishara. Al-Indar means what? Warn. Who was he warning? He was warning the disbelievers, the criminals, and the wrongdoers. Al-Bishara means what? Glad tidings. Who was he giving glad tidings to? Yeah? The disbelievers. Uh, sorry, the glad tidings to the believers. The glad tidings to who? To the believers. What was he told to do? In order to do this warning and these glad tidings, he was told, Purify your actions. Are we all together? Purify your huh? Her glad tidings. Are we all together? But he was told to do what? If you want to warn and if you want to give glad tidings, first of all, purify your own actions. You can't preach if you don't practice. Does that make sense? The word tiyab in the Arabic language is used for three things. The word tiyab. One, the clothes. Everyone knows that, right? It's also used for your actions. And it's also used for your heart. And the ayah means all three of them. Purify all three of them, Muhammad. Purify your heart, purify your actions, and purify your clothing. And then go and warn. Give glad tidings. Are we all together? The author, rahimahullah, then he says,
He says, the author now goes into after 10 years of giving da'wah in Mecca something extraordinary happened he was sent up to where al-isra wal mi'raj happened what does isra mean and what does mi'raj mean isra what does it mean and mi'raj what does it mean What does Isra mean? Wait. Isra, what does it mean? Wait, I asked one person. Al-Isra. Yeah, so which one is the journey? Journey? No. So, the journey from Mecca to Jerusalem was called what? Al-Isra. That's that journey. And the second journey is called what? The ascension. So from Baytul Maqdis to high above is called what? Al-Mi'raj. I'raj and Isra. Okay, good. When did this happen? Huh? The 10th of? Years of the, the Prophet, when he was 10 years in Mecca, this happened. Does that make sense? It happened. Why? Fayaz, why? That's one good explanation scholars give to be given comfort, comfort and reassurance that Allah is with him. Another reason. Salah was being commanded this time. And imagine, brothers, it shows us how important the Salah is. Allah could have just said, Muhammad, pray. He took him up, high up. And then he told him about the prayer. It shows you that it's something very serious. Some of the scholars like Ibn Al-Qayyim, it's like a meeting. He called for a meeting. You know it's a serious issue when, when you're called for a meeting, right? So your company calls you for a meeting. And the manager and the project manager, everybody's sitting there, you're like, whoa, whoa, this is serious. If it's done over the phone, it's what? <laughs> like, can you be sat down for a meeting? To be called in shows you something very big. Sahih? In our world affairs, that's how it's like. Allah Azza wa Jalla called the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in 
with Jibreel, saw things, and then he was given the salah. So the salah is very important. The author, rahimahullah, he then spoke about the Prophet after this, three years later. What did he migrate? I just want to mention something. Some people, they say this, that the Prophet, it's a common mistake that many people make. They say that the Prophet was calling to Tawheed for 13 years in Mecca. And the other acts were made obligatory in Medina. Did he stop calling to Tawheed in Medina? So they give that impression. Are we all together? Tawheed has always been what he was calling to. He was calling to Tawheed from the day he became a prophet. Are we all together, brothers? Until he died. Lakin, in Mecca, the first 10 years was only Tawheed. The last three years in Mecca, Salah got added. Why? Because this Tawheed, it needs to be manifested on your limbs. And the Salah is a sig- it's an indication of that Tawheed. Are we all together, brothers? And then he stayed in Medina for how many years? 10 more years and he died. This is where all of the other acts of obligation came. What did he do from Mecca to Medina? He did what is known as Hijrah. So the author, rahimahullah, he spoke about Hijrah. He said, well, Hijrah to Faridatun ala hadi al-Ummah. Hijrah is obligatory on this Ummah. And what is it? Going from the land of the disbelievers to the land of the people of Islam. So write this down. The Hijrah, the word Hijrah, is three types. Hijrah is how many types? Three types. The first type of Hijrah is Hijrah to Amal Su. To do Hijrah from an evil, evil act. Like Al-Kufru, Al-Fusuq, Al-Usiyan. You, do, you boycott it. This Hijrah. The second one is Hijrah, which is Ashabu Su. You do Hijrah from people who are evil. You stay away from evil people. The first one was actions. You boycott actions. Second one is you boycott individuals, people who either have kufr or bid'ah or fisk. All three of them are boycotted. If a person is disbeliever, you boycott him. If he's an innovator, you boycott him, you stay away from him. And if he's a fasiq, he drinks khamar and he commits zinana, you stay away from him. We're all together. The third one is what the author spoke about here. The third one, which is what? Hijratu baladi su, leaving a land, which is what? An evil land. I didn't use the word hijratu baladi al-kufri. I used Hijrah to Baladi Su. Because that land can also even be a land of innovation. You boycott, you leave that land. Even if it hasn't reached Kufr. If innovation is highest, you, and you can find a land where you can practice Tawheed and Sunnah, you leave that land because it's an evil land. Are we all together? Am I making sense? Benefit that I want to share with you. Hijrah becomes wajib when there's two conditions found. We're talking about hijrah from the land. Hijrah from the, from the land. 
it's obligatory when there's two conditions present. Number one, if you can't practice your religion, if you can't practice your deen. The second is, if you're able to leave the lands of the disbelievers, you're able to leave. And the ayah mentions, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ تَوَفَاهُمُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ ظَالِمِي أَنفُسِهِمْ قَالُوا فِيمَا كُنْتُمْ قَالُوا كُنَّا مُسْتَضْعَفِينَ فِي الْأَرْضِ قَالُوا أَلَمْ تَكُنْ أَرْضُ اللَّهِ وَاسِعَةُ فَتُهَاجِرُ فِيهَا فَأُولَيْكَ مَأْوَاهُمْ جَأَنَّ مَسَاءَةَ مَسِيرَ إِلَّا الْمُسْتَضْعَفِينَ مِنَ الرِّجَالِ وَالنِّسَاءِ وَالْوِلْدَانِ الَّذِينَ لَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ عِيلَةً وَلَا يَهْتَدُونَ سَبِيلًا being able to practice your religion, what does it mean? Okay, here I'm going to explain it to you. It means that you can show the symbols of Islam. You can show what? You can show the symbols of Islam. And that you can show rejection of the belief of the disbelievers. Two things I have to be able to do. I have to be able to practice my religion. I could go out like this as a Muslim. I can let my beard grow. I can pray salah. I'm allowed to build masajids, etc. etc. Second thing, I'm able to vocalize that I condemn shirk and its people. That I condemn homosexuality for instance I condemn all of the things that are not in our religion I can condemn it and you can reject the belief of the people of the the scholars that said this is Abdul Latif and Ishaq who are both the children of who? Abdurrahman ibn Hassan ibn Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab Muhammad ibn Atiq Muhammad ibn Ibrahim Ali Shaykh and Abdurrahman ibn Nasir Sa'di and Shaykh Muhammad bin Salih Uthaymeen. Are we all together, brothers? Number one is to be able to show your religion publicly and the fact that you can reject their religion. And if today someone was to look at those, is it present in the Western countries that the Muslims are living today? The one who lives in those lands knows. In the Friday khutbah, people could not say what they want about their belief of their deed. Are we all together? They could not say it. They're not allowed to. And if you do, they will tell the couple, you can't do khutbah anymore in this masjid anymore because you spoke against methal and homosexuals or you spoke against shirk or wama ila dalik. Are we all together, brothers? So this is, in our religion, necessary to be understood. That these are the two that it stands on. The first one is, you can show your symbols of Islam. Lidharika, Shaykh Muhammad Salih Uthaymeen said that the adhan can be heard. That's what it means in the land of the non-Muslims. That we can make adhan loudly like we do in East London. Sah? In East London Mosque, they make the adhan loudly, صح? 
in London. It's loud. But other places you can't. Are we all together? Does Hijrah stop? No, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. It carries on until the day of judgment. And the author brought the hadith, لا تنقطع الهجرة حتى تنقطع التوبة ولا تنقطع التوبة حتى تغرب الشمس من مغربها حتى تطلع الشمس من مغربها That the hijrah will never stop. Come to the land of the Muslims. ولذلك I say to people, the worst Muslim country is better than any Western country. Without a shadow of a doubt. It's not the same. لا يستوون أفنجعل المسلمين كالمجرمين ما لكم كيف تحكمون Are we going to make a Muslim equal to the non-Muslims ما لكم كيف تحكمون فلما است... The author then says فلما استقر بالمدينة أمر فيها ببقية شرائع الإسلام مثل الزكاة والصوم والحج والأذان والجهاد والأمر بالمعروف والنهي عن المنكر وغير ذلك من شرائع الإسلام أخذ هذا أخذ على هذا عشر سنين وبقيت وتوفي صلوات الله وسلامه عليه ودينه باق فهذا دينه لا خير إلا دل الأمة عليه ولا شر إلا حذرها عنه والخير الذي دل عليه التوحيد وجميع ما يحبه الله ويرضاه والشر الذي حذر عنه الشرك وجميع ما يكرهه الله ويباه The author here mentions that he stayed in Mecca for 10 years زكاة صوم حج آذان جهاد calling to good prohibiting the evil and all the other Islamic sharia came in Medina and the Prophet sallallahu he died at the age of what? 63 every good the prophet commanded us it and every evil the prophets the prophet warned us from it sallallahu alaihi wasallam there is no good except he commanded us and there's no evil except that he warned us from it last and final point and this is the conclusion of the entire book is بعثه الله إلى الناس كافة وافترض طاعته على جميع الثقلين الجن والإنس والدليل قوله تعالى قل يا أيها الناس إني رسول الله إليكم جميعا وأكمل الله له الدين والدين والدين والدليل قوله تعالى اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم وأتممت عليكم نعمتي ورضيت لكم الإسلام دينا والدليل على موته صلى الله عليه وسلم قوله تعالى إنك ميت وإنهم ميتون ثم إنكم يوم القيامة عند ربكم تختصمون تختصمون والناس إذا ماتوا يبعثون والدليل قوله تعالى منها خلقناكم فيها نعيدكم ومنها نخرجكم تارة أخرى وقوله والله أنبتكم من الأرض نباتا ثم يعيدكم فيها ويخرجكم إخراجا وبعد البعث محاسبون ومجزيون بأعمالهم والدليل قوله تعالى ولله ما في السماوات وما في الأرض ليجزي الذين أساءوا بما عملوا ويجزي الذين أحسنوا بالحسنى ومن كذب بالبعث كفر والدليل قوله تعالى زعم الذين كفروا أن لن يبعثوا قل بلى وربي لا تبعثن ثم لتنبؤن بما عملتم وذلك على الله يسير وأرسل الله جميع الرسل مبشرين ومنذرين والدليل قوله تعالى رسلا مبشرين ومنذرين لئلا يكون للناس على الله عجة بعد الرسل وأولهم نوح وآخره محمد عليه الصلاة والسلام وهو خاتم النبيين لا نبي بعده والدليل قوله تعالى ما كان محمد أبا أحد من رجالكم ولكن رسول الله وخاتم النبيين والدليل على أن نوحا أول, أول الرسول قوله تعالى إنا وحينا إليك كما وحينا إلى نوح والنبيين من بعده وكل أمة, وكل أمة بعث الله إليها رسولا, رسولا من نوح إلى محمد عليه الصلاة والسلام يأمرهم بعبادة الله وحده وينهاهم 
عن عبادة الطاووت والدليل قوله تعالى ولقد بعثنا في كل أمة رسولا أن يعبدوا الله واجتنبوا الطاووت وافترض الله على جميع العباد الكفر بالطاووت والإيمان بالله قال ابن القيم رحمه الله ومعنى الطاغوت ما تجاوز به العبد حده من معبود او متبوع او مطاع والطواغيت كثيرون ورؤوسهم خمسه ابليس لعنه الله ومن عبد وهو راض ومن ادعى ومن ادعى شيئا من علم الغيب ومن دعا الناس الى عباده نفسه ومن حكم بغير ما انزل الله والدليل قوله تعالى لا اكراه في الدين قد تبين الرشد من الغي فمن يكفر بالطاغوت ويؤمن بالله فقد استمسك بالعروه الوثقى لا انفصام والله سميع عليم وهذا هو معنى لا إله إلا الله وفي الحديث رأس الأمر الإسلام وعموده الصلاة وذروة سنام الجهاد في سبيل الله والله أعلم وصلى الله على محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم. The author mentions Muhammad was sent to all of mankind. He was sent to the jinn and he was also sent to the ins. And the evidence for that is قل يا أيها الناس إني رسول الله إليكم جميعا. How's that evidence for the author? He said that Allah sent Nabiullahi Muhammad to the jinn and the ins. And the ayah says, قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ إِنِّي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ إِلَيْكُمْ جَمِيعًا How's that any evidence for Allah sending the Prophet to the jinn? There's another evidence, but he used this evidence for a particular reason. Why? The word nas, we mentioned it last week. We said the word and nas comes from the word what? It comes from this word and nosu. And we said that the word and nosu means al harakat wal dirab. It means movements. So in the Arabic language, according to the strongest opinion, according to the scholars of the language, is that the word and nas means the jinns as well. It means the jinns. Nabi Muhammad. Was his religion completed? It's complete. Did the Prophet ﷺ die? Yes. Muhammad, you are dead and they are going to die as well. Sahih. The author mentions resurrection. We mentioned this as well. The resurrection. The people will be resurrected the day of judgment. And they will be accounted according to their what? According to their actions. And based on that, people will go to Jannah or Nar. What about the one who doesn't believe in resurrection? Is he a believer? The disbelievers are the ones who claim that there is no resurrection. The author then Rahimahullah mentions who was the first prophet that was sent? Who was the first? Who was the first of those messengers? Ah, the first of those messengers is who? Nabiullah Nuh. What's the evidence that Nuh was first? As a messenger. Nuhin 
Nuh and then all the prophets that came after him. Are we all together, brothers? So Nuh was the first messenger, and all the other messengers came after him. Are we all together, brothers? Jamil. Um, the last point that the author rahimahullah, concluded the book with is the concept I mentioned, which is Al-Kufru Bit-Tawut. And Al-Tawut, what does it mean? What's the definition of a Tawut? Tawut is every single... Th- First of all, the Tawut has two usages, two usages. The word Tawut in the Sharia has two usages. Generally, the word Tawut, generally, it is used and is referred to as Shaitan. No, 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 not generally. Specifically, Shaitan. Specifically, the word Tawut specifically refers to Shaitan. And that's the overwhelming majority of times the word Tawut is meant by Shaitan. Lacking generally, it's the five that Ibn al Qayyim mentioned. Ibn al Qayyim mentioned how many? He mentioned five. Or let's narrow it down to the three he mentioned. And that's what? Anyone who exceeds his limit in terms of who is worshipped, or matbu'in or he's followed, or muta'in or he's obeyed. Those three. So who falls under the ma'bud? Anyone who is uh, the the willy, they call him. People are following him. They all worship him. And he tells the people, when I die, come to my grave, do tawaf around my grave. Matbu' is anyone who's followed. Who's followed. Like the fortune tellers. Who go to these fortune tellers and they follow these fortune tellers. Are we all together? Or going to, or claiming the unseen. And etc. And the third one is muta', those who are obeyed, which refers to leaders. Those are the three that Ibn al-Qayyim mentioned, rahimahullah. And the author, he brought Ibn al-Qayyim's statement, and the Ibn al-Qayyim broke it in more details. He said the first one is Iblis, the second one is anyone who is worshipped. And Ibn al-Qayyim is very powerful. He didn't say anyone that's worshipped is a ta'ut, because Isa is worshipped and others. He added the word wahua. He's, been ple- he's pleased with being worshipped. So he takes out Isa ibn Maryam. And the third one is The one who claims that he knows the unseen. The th- fourth one is The one who says, Worship me. And the th- fifth one is And the one who judges by other than what Allah sends down. And this one has tafsil and details regarding it. So it also even means the one who is judging in his private family household affairs, he can be a ta'ut in that as well. In your own household. Because a lot of people when they come to Al-Hukum Bighayri Ma'anzal Allah, they only look at the Muslim leader. But they don't even realize that you yourself are a what? You're a judge in your own household. You are what? You're a hakim in your own household. When you judge between your children and you're oppressive to one, 
because you like the other one. Hakamta bighayri ma anzal Allah. You're judged by other than what Allah said down subhanahu wa ta'ala. And based on that, we have finished the book. May Allah give you guys all the ability to understand and comprehend what we have taught. Anything which I have said that was wrong or incorrect is from me as shaytan and Allah and his messenger are free from it. Next week, inshallah ta'ala, we are going to start the explanation of the book, the Nuqaya by Jalaluddin al-Suyuti. In ilmu, ilmu tafsir. So we're going to do tafsir class. Uh, how to do tafsir and the science behind it, inshallah ta'ala. That's next week, inshallah ta'ala. Anyone have any questions? Fadlan. Sahih. Iman is, the branches of Iman is this much. Ha, that's why we categorize them into those three. The 70 are either a asal or a wajib or a kamal. Mm-hmm. Adam is a prophet. That's why I said messenger. Adam was the first prophet. Nuh was the first messenger. Say that again. Go to Jannah. So the scholars, they say like Ibn al-Qayyim in Kitab Hadil Arwah, he says that those who were given the chance to see Allah, which are the believers, they came with a, within that ihsan, everyone came with a level. They came with an amount that they stayed away from sins. And if they didn't come with that level of ihsan, it got taken away from them in the hellfire. And then now that they came, they clean from it. They've earned the rights to see Allah Azawajalla. So every believer will see Allah Azawajal. But Ibn al-Qayyim explains it as to be what? They came with a, a portion of Ihsan. Now. Sahih, you're a muhsin if you claim with your actions. That's true. It has to be generally in all of the other affairs, but of course there can be one particular action that you do with utmost excellence. Is khushu? Yeah, there could be false khushur, there can be. As in like showing off in your khushur, there could be. 
Like in the person who can determine that is generally the one who's doing it. He knows what he's doing is false for sure. It's not easy for others to determine it. It's not easy. Barakallahu feekum wa jazakumullahu khairan.